Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Father, again, we come to you. We thank you uh, for this day that you have given us. And we thank you for getting us through the storms, uh, the blizzards. Uh, we pray, Father, that you would just be with us today as we move through this service. I pray, Lord, that your name would be glorified. I pray, Father, that you would bless my sermon. Uh, may it touch the hearts of those who listen. And for those things, we will surely give you praise and honor. For we ask it in Christ's precious and holy name. Would you pray the Lord's Prayer with me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So over the last two weeks, uh, we've been looking at the book of John uh, as Jesus exclaimed the I am's. And in the book of John, from uh, actually from John chapter 4 to John chapter 15, there are seven I am's. And so today we're going to look at John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. So uh, two weeks ago, we looked at John chapter 6, where Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And then last Sunday, uh, we read in John 8, as Jesus announced that he was the light of the world. And this morning, we're going to look at Jesus saying, I am the gate. I am the gate. So uh, let me read to you out of John uh, John 10, 1 through 10, and I'm going to read it out of the message. So it's going to be a little bit different than what you're reading uh, at home. Let me set this before you as plainly as I can. If a person climbs over or through the fence of a sheep pen instead of going through the gate, you know he's up to no good, a sheep rustler. The shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him and the sheep recognize his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he gets them out, he leads them and they follow because they are familiar with his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. Jesus told this simple story, but they had no idea of what he was talking about. Now, when we think about, we think about where we are in this passage in John chapter 10, in John chapter 9 and verse 5, Jesus says these words, While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And the Pharisees were totally incensed. They were just totally incensed that Jesus 
would do and say something like that. And you have to remember that when he came out after he talked that he and said that he was the light of the world, he healed a blind man. And the Pharisees were so upset about it, they actually kicked the blind man out of the temple. Can you imagine me trying to kick somebody out of the church because they were healed by God? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? But when Jesus heard what he had done and what the Pharisees had done, he went to the blind man who was now healed and presented himself as the son of God. And the healed man worshiped Jesus. Now let me read on here because I, I missed part of my scripture. So he tried again, I'll be explicit. Then I am the gate for the sheep. And all those others are up to no good. Sheep stealers, every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pastures. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Now you think about this parable that Jesus was telling us that I am the game. And we see himself contrasting the behavior of thieves and robbers with that of the shepherd. The thieves and robbers enter by nefarious and inappropriate ways. They would climb over the, they would climb over the fences. Now, you don't, you, you can't see this, but uh, maybe you can, but in our worship folders that we had today, we have, we had the sheep pen, and, and it's a kind of a fence for rock, and there's a, a gate, just one, and the, and the shepherd is lying in the gate. And when we think about the thieves and robbers coming in at a separate place, not going through the gate, so let me explain what the sheepfold looked like in Jesus' day. It was an area where they, they would put the sheep for the night. These sheepfolds were sometimes created out of natural landscape, such as using a cave or an area surrounded by briars or thorns, or they would have stone fences built. While the shepherds had the sheep in the fold, he would lay himself across the door entrance. So anybody trying to come in or if the sheep was trying to get out, they were going to have to, they would wait the shepherd. Either way, or somebody trying to come in, the shepherd was there. So he, he kept danger from coming in, but he also kept the sheep from finding danger outside of the fold. So if we look at John 10, 3, and 7 and 10, and it almost seems like a contradiction because in John 10.3, it says that the gatekeeper lets the shepherd in. And in verse 7 and 10, Jesus says that he's the gate. Almost sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? Well, let me, let me explain that to you. As the gate of the sheep, Jesus was the avenue by whom the sheep find their necessities. There are two necessities, protection and nurture. Going in through the gate and to the safety of the fold, the sheep escape beast who would kill them. That is, they find salvation. And going out through the gate, the sheep find the water and grazing necessary for life. We find this even today as you and I benefit today from God's protection and nurture when it's extended in spiritual and eternal dimensions. So 
today I want to share three doors that Jesus gives to us today. I just mentioned a few moments that going in through the gate, we find salvation. So the first one is he is the door of salvation. There may be people who will try to convince you that Jesus is one of the doors you can go through to get to heaven. But in reality, he is the only door. And all around us today, all around us today, people say, well, yeah, Jesus is one of the ways in which we can get to heaven. And that's not true. Scripture tells us that he is the only way. He's the only way into which we can get to heaven. And to become a part of Jesus' flock, you have to go through him. Acts 4.12 says this, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And then Paul writes in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. 1 Thessalonians 5.9 says, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know how much plainer scripture can be that says that Jesus is the only way to heaven. He's the only way that we can find salvation. He's also the door of safety. Remember earlier I told you that at night the shepherd would, would lie in front of the, the gate while the sheep were in the pen and that the shepherd would act as a gate actually laying down in the opening of the fence. And he would literally guard the sheep with his body to protect them from harm. Jesus is showing that he's concerned for our safety. He is our protector. And in this passage, Jesus is looking out for us even when we are surrounded by those who are up to no good. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Frank, in his, his job as the sheriff of Bowman County, comes across people like that all the time. They're up to no good, and, and they're going to do everything they can to try to cause harm. And that's why we have Frank, to be able to protect us as citizens of this county. Remember that Jesus is who Jesus is speaking to. The Pharisees, they were always up to no good. Everything that Jesus tried to do, they, they tried to come back on him. They would, they would take him and, and try to get him into a corner, paint him into a corner, and Jesus always came out because he knew where they were going. He understood where they were going. And he warned the Pharisees about their blindness. You know, the, the, everything that they did was, was about pride. Uh, if you remember uh, the parable that Jesus told about uh, the Pharisee who got up and, and prayed in front of the whole city square. And Jesus said that he had his reward. Everything that they did was all about pride. Now, Jesus is talking about protecting his sheep from those people who are no good. And he speaks about the thief. You know who the thief is? The thief is Satan. First Peter 5, 9 says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Satan is out to have your soul placed in hell with him. 
You know, we don't like to, we don't really like to hear that word in church anymore, hell, because uh, we, a lot, a lot of times we just think that it's just something that somebody made up or we just don't want to hear about it. And yet hell is real, just as heaven is real. And Satan wants you to spend eternity in hell with him. And if he can keep you away from Jesus, he will have destroyed you, causing you to spend in, in, in an eternity in a place that was created for Satan and his rebellious angels. Matthew 25, 41, Jesus said, then he, he will say to those on the left, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. He is out to steal the fruit of your spirit. And he is out to kill your relationship with God. Anything that he can do to keep you from telling others about Jesus, he is going to try and do. And folks, when we are under attack, we need to run to Jesus because our shepherd, our good shepherd, wants to protect us. John 10, 5, Jesus said, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. In March and April, uh, over the last two to three years, uh, Brenda and I have been going down to Roy and Nola Horvey's uh, when they are shearing. And, and I remember uh, Nola had a, a lamb and, and she was calling the lamb. She was, and the lamb was coming to it, but the lamb saw Brenda and myself and started to stop. Why? Because the lamb didn't recognize us. We were strangers, but she heard Nola's voice. She recognized the voice. And as we kind of stepped back away, the lamb came to her. Isn't that amazing? He is also the door of satisfaction. Jesus said, I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. Aren't those words of Jesus amazing? I mean, think about it. He says, first, he says, freely. You see, the pin and the gate aren't there to keep the sheep from having fun. Jesus provides the boundaries to help his sheep thrive. Came across a story about a dad who took his son to a soccer game, only to have the coaches running late. They got caught in traffic, and and but they also served as the referees. So the dad decided that he's going to fill in as a referee, so the game could get started. The problem was that dad didn't know the rules of the game, and there were no boundary markers. The coaches had little. Uh, orange cones and they would set the boundaries so the kids would know they had to stay within those boundaries. The game quickly descended into chaos. Kids were running around, kicking each other in the shins and running all over the park. Everyone was having a terrible time when all of a sudden the coaches showed up and relieved the dad of his duties. The coaches put out their orange cones so the kids knew where the boundary lines were. From that point on, everything went smoothly. See, the boundaries weren't there to steal the kids' fun. They were there to help the kids be freer to enjoy the game. And that's what God does for us.
That's what he does for us. He provides us with boundaries to help us live more freely in his care. I love the last part of verse nine that says, we'll freely go in and out and find pasture. We get to go in and out. Repentance and forgiveness gives us the freedom to live without guilt. He comes and he satisfies us. There's an old, there's an old song years ago that says the words, uh, part of the lyric says that only Jesus can satisfy your soul. And I'm here to tell you that you can look for peace in this world. You can look for happiness in this world. You can look for joy in this world and you will not find it. The only place that you can find peace and joy is in Jesus. When we go to the pasture, we find rest and restoration. And God is showing us that he provides for the needs of the sheep. He wants to protect us, give us healthy boundaries, and provide for our needs. He will satisfy our hearts. And let me tell you, folks, he will satisfy our needs. But remember, many times what we think we need isn't always what God wants us to have. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that Jesus came to give us life and life to the full. And he's not just talking about eternal life. He's talking about a more and better life. That even here, he will give us a better life. Does that mean everything is going to be hunky-dory and that everything is It's not. This past Wednesday night, uh, I showed a clip of the, the Chosen where Galilee and, and the sea burst open. I mean, the weather just turned horrible. And it was where Jesus came walking across the Sea of Galilee. And, and Peter, in his boastfulness, said, let me come out. And in so doing, he had his eyes on Jesus. But what happened? He took his eyes off of Jesus and looked at the waves and the storms and the lightning and the thunder and the rain. And he started to sink. And it was when Jesus reached down and picked him up. I'm here to tell you, folks, I'm glad that Jesus is here for us. You know, it can be easy to look into the future and we can miss the gifts that God gives to us in the present. God didn't just come to earth to take us away to heaven someday in the future. He has something for us now and all we have to do is look for it. He has a work for all of us to do today and it's because the great I am said, he is the gate. You and I have an awesome responsibility today to be able to share Jesus with people who are around us. And as we think about this time, especially in this third Sunday of Lent, that we, we take time to reflect, we, we take time to look at ourselves, and we take time to think about Jesus, that he is the bread of life, that he is the light of the world, that he is also the gate, that we have him, that we can lean on every time we can lean on him. And he's never going to get tired of us doing that. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to protect us and he wants to satisfy every longing in our hearts. Jesus said, I am the gate. Let's close with prayer. 
Father, again, we come to you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for your blessings upon us. We thank you for those who were able to come out this morning for our service. We thank you, Lord, for those who have been watching online. We just pray, Lord, that you would just bless each and every one. We pray, Lord, in this coming week that, that you would just keep your hand upon us. Uh, we pray, Lord, that you would just bless us. Father, may we be that light. May we be that light to this world. May we tell people that Jesus is the gate, that he is the one and only way to get to heaven. I pray, Father, that you would inspire our hearts to reach out. Lord, we love you today. We thank you again for your blessings upon us. We pray that you just again be with us in this coming week. For we ask these things in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.